0: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy, and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Back in April earlier this year, a very close friend of mine, let's just say her name is Natalie, reached out to me because she was trying to get pregnant. But after months of trying, she was feeling very discouraged and voiced her worry that she was afraid that she waited too long to start a family. So I did what any good friend would do, and being a hormone practitioner, I dug into her health history, and in that discovery, Natalie told me that prior to trying to conceive, she had been on oral birth control pills for over 13 years without a break. So when she went to her OBGYN to see how to make that transition, all she was told was to wait until her period came back to start trying to conceive. There were no recommendations to take a prenatal or to focus on healing foods to nourish her body. Just simply wait until your period comes back and then start trying. So after four long and uncomfortable months of waiting for her period to come back online after being on birth control for over 13 years, they did what the doctor said and started trying. Despite the fact that she had felt very run down in those months, had a crazy busy schedule, and was having some not so fun PMS symptoms like painful periods, mood swings, sleep issues, bloating, and fatigue. Deep down, Natalie felt like something was off. But since there were no recommendations to follow, she just kept trying. And each month, holding a new negative pregnancy test in her hand, she felt defeated with a deep sense of sadness sweeping over her, trying to figure out what to do next. So I ran her labs and was no surprise to see that she had several nutrient deficiencies, including very critical ones needed to conceive and maintain pregnancy. She also had low levels of progesterone around day 21 of her cycle in the luteal phase when progesterone is really doing her thing. Now, it's important to note that you always want to test progesterone about seven days prior to the first day of your period when progesterone is at its highest. For some women, this is day 18 or day 19, maybe 20 or 21. Really, the best way to know is to track your menstrual cycle each month. And after three months, you will have a great sense of how many days your cycle is, whether it's a 26-day cycle or a 30-day cycle, wherever it falls. And then you can subtract seven days from that start of your cycle, basically the day your period starts, to know when to test for progesterone. We often are not testing progesterone on the right time or right date, and it really doesn't give us a great sense of what's going on in the body. So after getting the results, I asked Natalie if she was willing to take 60 to 90 days to boost her nutrient profile and progesterone levels. These were gonna be critical for her to conceive so that her body was primed up, her egg follicles were ready to go, and her uterus was ready to receive that follicle. And luckily, she said yes, right? I also had her focus on loving her gut, her liver, and her hormones with lots of healthy protein, about 20 to 25 grams per meal, fiber in the form of green leafy vegetables and the color of the rainbow, and then healthy fats for avocado, olive oil, and some nuts. Because we all know that the gut, liver, and the endocrine system have to be working in unison to really guarantee a healthy reproductive system. So once she said yes, we got to work to get our body primed up for getting ready to conceive now i want to fast forward because i have amazing news i'm happy to report that i just got word that natalie and her partner are pregnant Woo Woo-woo! i'll never forget receiving her amazing news over the phone i literally found out about a week ago and the mixture of excitement and nervousness and elation in her voice was so palpable I felt so lucky to be one of the first ones to find out. And I know that feeling all too well when you get that positive test result after taking four plus tests to make sure that they all say positive, then telling your partner because you have amazing news to share. That was literally me in a nutshell. Then calling to make your first appointment with your OBGYN and learning that you gotta wait about eight weeks to go and see if your baby has a heartbeat. Now those first several weeks, ooh, they're excruciating, right? Even that first trimester is a roller coaster of emotions. I remember it like it was yesterday, and I'm excited to support her all the way through. Now, like my dear friend Natalie, many women are surprised to hear that birth control pills deplete nutrients from the body. And women are even more surprised to hear that doctors kind of know this. And for some weird reason, this inflammation is just not discussed with millions of women on birth control who are on birth control for years, sometimes even decades. Now, birth control, as we all know, has some nasty side effects depending on the person. That's why I only used it for a year and a half. The side effects for me were just way too much for me to continue being on the pill. And one of the side effects that can really wear on our bodies is nutrient depletion, especially when taking oral birth control pills for a couple of years or more. Basically, the longer you take them, the worse the depletion gets if you're not really focusing on increasing those key nutrients, which I'm going to get into in just a second. Now, it's no surprise that birth control pills are widely used among millions of women in their reproductive age, but even women who are older. I hear all the time from women that their doctor put them on the pill in their mid to late 40s and then never mentioned when to stop taking them, which infuriates me to no end because that amount of synthetic hormones in menopause does way more harm than good. The pill is one of the most commonly prescribed drugs in developed countries they are practically handed out like candy. At least they were definitely when I was in my 20s. I remember growing up and birth control pills were touted to fix everything from bad hair days to acne to mood issues and everything in between. Okay, well, maybe not bad hair days, but I'm pretty sure they talked about it helping with hair growth. And definitely mood issues like depression and anxiety, right, ugh. Just thinking about all the things that we promise women that magically fix or get fixed with the pill just disturbs me to no end. Now typically, oral birth control pills are a combination of both synthetic estrogen and progestins, which are also synthetic progesterone. Estrogen inhibits ovulation and progestins thicken the cervical mucus, making it more difficult for sperm to swim on through and get you pregnant, hence the point of taking hormonal birth control. Now, progestion also alters the uterine lining, making it less conductive for implantation. Additionally, these hormones also suppress the pituitary production of follicular stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, which inhibits ovulation. Now, typically oral contraceptives are around 97 to 99 effective at preventing pregnancy, but that's not the only reason they are prescribed. Consequently, there are negative side effects women may experience such as headaches, migraines, mood swings, weight gain, breast tenderness, bloating, nausea, decreased libido, blood clots, increased risk for breast cancer and cervical cancer not to mention all of the mood issues like depression, anxiety, and then bloating. I mean, I can go on and on and on. In many cases, women with an underlying hormonal imbalance mask their condition with hormonal birth control. That's oftentimes the recommendation from their practitioner. This can result in worsening of symptoms upon discontinuation, and it may take months or years For your menstrual cycle to return, like Natalie and myself. Actually, I was really surprised it only took Natalie four months. I would have guessed maybe six months or more. For me, it took, oh my gosh, it took a year to get my menstrual cycle back to return, only being on, I was on a really nasty type of birth control, which was the depo shot. For 1.5 years, I had major post-birth control symptoms that took me a long time to recover from. So given all of that, today I wanna focus specifically on the most common nutrient deficiencies caused by hormonal birth control. So what nutrients are depleted by the pill? And again, these are the most common. There definitely could be more. It really depends on the person and what is going on with you, other environmental factors, right? But this is what we know for sure. First one, and these are in no particular order, I'm just rolling it down, so this one isn't more than others, but B9, also known as folate. Folate, which is a B vitamin, it's required for DNA synthesis and cell division, extremely important, is extremely important in general in pregnancy for neural tube development, which gives rise to the brain and spinal cord. After stopping birth control pills, it takes around three months for folate levels to return to normal. Therefore, it's important for women to supplement with a high quality prenatal supplement containing methylfolate if there are plans to conceive within three months after stopping, even more potentially, three to I would say three to six months after stopping birth control pills. Next is B vitamins as a whole. So we're talking about B2 riboflavin, which is involved in cellular metabolism, energy production, and growth. It's important for carbohydrate, fat, and protein metabolism. Also, a B2 deficiency can be associated with migraines, which are a common symptom of birth control pills. Next, vitamin B6, involved in over 100 enzymatic reactions, mainly in protein metabolism, necessary for the conversion of tryptophan to serotonin, hence a major neurotransmitter for the importance of regulating mood. No wonder women are feeling so depressed and anxious when they're on the pill. Also, a deficiency in this has been associated with blood clotting. Next, B12, This is involved in cellular metabolism. I see this deficiency all the time. Energy production and DNA synthesis. We rely on this intake of B12 as an opportunity to basically ensure that our that we've got energy production, that we've got cellular metabolism, and so when we have a deficiency here in either folate or B12, we can see anemia, we can see major fatigue issues, we can see a decrease in ability to get pregnant, it's just a really big mess. But one of the biggest issues we see is uh, megaloblastic anemia, which is when the body produces immature large red blood cells. So just something to think about, I see a lot of B12 deficiency all the time. Now. I recommended taking a methylated or activated B vitamin complex, um, especially if you have a COMT mutation or an MTHFR mutation, or if you don't even know if you've got a mutation. I always recommend taking methylated B vitamins no matter what because they're just more bioavailable. Um, Also, it's important to ensure that you've got methylated B vitamins in your prenatal. Most prenatals that are on the market are not using an active or methylated form of certain B vitamins, including methylfolate. So if you see it only has folic acid or just folate, you may wanna look into finding a supplement that has methylfolate. My Active B Complete does contain methylfolate and all the methylated B vitamins. This is super, super important. This is what I use during my pregnancy and before getting pregnant because again, I was definitely concerned that I wasn't getting the type of bioavailable B vitamins that I needed from a prenatal. I just wanted to share that. Next is vitamin C. Vitamin C is like a jack of all trades when it comes to the body. Important for the synthesis of collagen, Carnitine, it acts as an antioxidant against free free radicals in the body, supports liver detoxification, immunity, and cellular energy. Vitamin C is like the duct tape of vitamins. It assists in almost everything. I know we're constantly talking about vitamin C for immunity, for brain function, for liver function, for energy production, antioxidant support. It does so much. And it's also a water-soluble vitamin as well. Another thing we need vitamin C for is iron absorption. Iron is a mineral that is necessary for red blood cells. Basically, the little fellows that make red blood in our body, that it deliver oxygen to every single cell in the body that allows our mitochondria to make energy in the form of ATP. Super important that that happens every single millisecond of the day. Um, So the importance here is if we start to see a decrease in vitamin C, we may see anemia um, as a form of malnourishment caused by low iron and the biggest symptom here is exhaustion. Plant foods like beans, green leafy vegetables are a great source of iron, but you also always need vitamin C to unlock iron in these foods estrogen in the birth control pill which is a synthetic estrogen has been shown to increase the rate of metabolism of vitamin c therefore leading to an increased loss through urine so basically we're just churning through more vitamin c when we're on birth control so the recommended dosage like minimum is 75 to 100 milligrams but personally if you're on birth control you got to step that up to 400 milligrams per day I personally take, and I'm not on birth control, but I am a mama who's breastfeeding and and doing the damn thing every single day. I take 500 milligrams every single day of vitamin C. It's water soluble. So your body is going to use it, lose it. So I'm a big fan of, of stepping up the vitamin C intake. Next, another critical vitamin that we are very deficient in, over 65% of adults around the world are deficient in vitamin D3, especially in cold weather areas, which is a big part of the United States, Europe, and Canada, and many other countries around the world. We know that when taken, vitamin D3 acts as a hormone inside of the body. It can help reduce inflammatory levels, reduce cellular fatigue, And most importantly, it has been shown to reduce depression. But when we're deficient in it, actually low levels of vitamin D drive depression and fatigue. Now, it's always important to kind of see where you stand here. You can ask your doctor to order a vitamin D blood test annually to see where it is. If you are on the low normal side, supplement up. Anytime you're on the low to normal side, you are definitely in dire need of more vitamin D3. And that is almost everyone I ever see. So I recommend 5,000 units of vitamin D3 with K1 and K2 for the greatest absorption. Now I carry one of the most effective vitamin D supplements on the market because it will literally increase your levels. It's that level of dosage. And I have the link for vitamin D, my B vitamins, magnesium in the show notes for this episode because they are therapeutic-like amounts that are going to move the needle for you next is vitamin e this is an antioxidant it protects cell membranes it upregulates our energy levels it is phenomenal for helping to reduce blood clots when we are deficient in it it does lead to a higher risk of blood clots which we do see when women are on birth control and then there are mineral deficiencies that happen when we're on hormonal birth controls the first one is zinc And zinc is a major player when it comes to reproductive health. So it's important for a healthy immune system. Goodness knows we've been hearing all about zinc these last year and a half. It's great for menstrual cycle regulation, boosting progesterone, major player here. Metabolism, it helps to support the synthesis of genetic material, signal transduction, wound healing, again, and immunity birth control completely zaps zinc's absorption and it increases its secretion, which leads to deficiency. Next is selenium, probably one of my favorite minerals, very important for the functioning of the thyroid gland. It is a cofactor that helps convert inactive form of thyroid, which is T4, to active form, which is T3. Therefore, a deficiency can lead to symptoms of hypothyroidism, which I have definitely, I've been low on selenium myself. Selenium is also necessary for estrogen metabolism and the intermediate phase of liver detoxification. So helping to move from phase one to phase two. Selenium is also beneficial for autoimmune thyroid disease such as Hajimoto's and it decreases thyroid antibodies. It plays a major role also in preventing cancer and cardiovascular disease. Again, gets depleted for a lot of reasons, but definitely birth control contributes to that depletion. Next is magnesium. I talk about magnesium a lot. It has been a game changer for me. I do not miss my dose of magnesium every single day. This is a critical mineral for the importance of energy production as ATP, the main source of our cellular energy. Basically, when we are running that system in our mitochondria, we must bind to magnesium molecules in order to be active. So in order for even us to utilize energy, we've got to have that magnesium. Now we know that magnesium is involved in 500 plus reactions in the body, too many to name here today, but a magnesium deficiency can lead to symptoms such as muscle cramping, anxiety, migraines, hypertension, estrogen dominance, and may also be associated with blood clotting as well. Definitely a common theme here when it comes to birth control and blood clotting has a lot to do with these nutrient deficiencies. Over 68% of women are deficient in magnesium, would benefit greatly from adding 300 milligrams of magnesium glycinate at night before going to bed. Now, if you can't take it at night, no worries, take it whenever it works for you. That's just when it really works for me and there's so many side benefits to taking it at night. Now, my Magnesium Restore Supplement is one of the top three bestsellers because it delivers. It's gonna get you the results you're looking for. Better sleep, um, less anxiousness, right? Uh, less headaches, muscle cramps. I mean, I cannot tell you. I, I, again, I don't, leave, I don't leave home without it ever. Now, other supplements to consider due to common nutrient deficiencies in women on or off birth control pills are choline. Choline is also a B vitamin. It's B1. I recommend 250 milligrams of choline per day. I take choline with inositol to support healthy insulin levels, liver function, and brain function. I also recommend, specifically when it comes to helping to support our bodies, 100 milligrams of omegas. I normally recommend Nordic Naturals. They have clean and effective omega formula with 450 to 500 milligrams of DHA, 200 milligrams of EPA, both critical for the brain and reducing inflammation in the body. Next, I did talk about iron earlier, but specifically about how vitamin C helps iron absorption, Iron is very important and it can be low due to birth control pills as well. So I recommend making sure that you're getting 25 milligrams of iron by glycinate every single day. And I would consider supplementing to reach that level. And lastly, no surprise, your gut is playing a major role here and any medication is going to wreck your gut health and any medication is gonna cause a level of nutrient depletion. Birth control being one of the big players here because so many women are on it, but we wanna make sure that we are loving our gut. So a great probiotic because yes, the pill is definitely causing gut and digestive issues. So taking all those medications can. So my favorite probiotic is made by Just Thrive or Megaspore. Now, personally, I love taking Just Thrive. We take it every single day without fail. And lastly, I just wanna speak into the effects of the pill on the gut. Birth control pills have been associated with intestinal inflammation and increased risk for inflammatory bowel disease, such as Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. This risk is increased with a longer duration of birth control pill use and decreases after stopping the pill. No surprise there, right? You stop taking the medication, it's going to definitely not have an impact on the gut like it used to when you were taking it. Now, this mechanism is still fairly unclear. It may be related to the effects of estrogen on the mucosal lining of our GI tract, leading to a compromised intestinal burial, basically leading to leaky gut syndrome. This can cause symptoms such as gas, bloating, also may contribute to the malabsorption of nutrients through the intestinal wall, leading to nutrient deficiencies. It's critical to take that probiotic while on the pill every single day, and especially after you get off the pill. Our gut health is directly connected to the health of our entire body, including especially our reproductive health. Again, as I mentioned Just Thrive or Megaspore, these are great spore-based probiotics that really go in and just help to rebuild our gut microbiome. Now, if you want to learn more about the benefits of spore-based probiotics and just what we can do to love up on the gut, definitely check out episode 267, which was called The Gut Hormone Connection and what you can do to start healing your gut today with Tina Anderson. Now, although these are the most common nutrient deficiencies caused by taking the pill day in and day out, there are other nutrients that are lacking in the body. So if you're trying to get pregnant or want a very healthy monthly cycle, take a multivitamin, like a full spectrum multivitamin or a prenatal and consider adding a little bit more of the supplements mentioned here in this podcast episode. Often, multivitamins fall short when you are depleted of key nutrients because it's kind of like the bare bones foundation, especially for women wanting to get pregnant. And if you are on the pill now for something other than contraception, it's worth exploring the root cause of what is going on with you. More often than not, birth control pills are masking symptoms while never addressing the core root of the problem. So it's no wonder that when you stop taking them, the problem comes back and even worse than before. Body and hormone literacy is your right and that's why I'm committed to devoting episodes to these topics so that you know more and you know that you can become the CEO of your health and be the helm of your healthcare needs, right? When we know more, we can become the decision makers, we can dive deeper, we can ask the questions and we can guide how we take care of our bodies and guess what? No one's going to love your body and take care of your body like you're going to take care of it, right? And like I said earlier, a lot of doctors already know this, and yet we don't talk about it. So just, I mean, it's not like they're doing it on purpose, just maybe it just doesn't come up. Now, I know that you can heal hormone imbalance. I wouldn't have this show if you couldn't. And if you're looking for more information on how to fix your period and your menstrual cycle, definitely check out Nicole Jardim. Lisa Henderson Jack and Laura Bryden. I have each of them on my show. I've had them on my show more than once. The latest episode was from Lisa, Lisa Henderson Jack, on Master Your Mental Cycle and Optimize Your Fertility. Definitely worth checking out any of the episodes from them. And if you would like to do a deep dive on the most important supplements to take while pregnant and in postpartum, check out the episode that I recorded while I was pregnant because I did a ridiculous amount of research. I'm talking about hours upon hours upon hours of research to provide you everything you need. This was episode 231. I talk about supplement dosage, when to take them, what they're doing for you, and your growing baby if you are pregnant or looking to get pregnant. Now you have my list of must-have vitamins and minerals. I recommend incorporating these critical, crucial vitamins and minerals into your daily morning and evening rituals. I know that you will notice an energy shift as you begin taking them after a couple of weeks. I know I did. And remember that not all supplements are created equally. So be mindful when you're shopping for high-quality, bioavailable supplements. If you're looking to address the key nutrient deficiencies that I mentioned today... I do carry many of these supplements in my store at therapeutic dosages so that your body gets what it needs. I'm also running, I'm so excited, it's the end of the summer sale or a free shipping weekend that we're having starting today. So there's gonna be free shipping on the whole entire essentially whole store and you have amazing discounts on my bundles as well including like my women's hormone essential bundles my energy bundles a lot of the supplements i talked about today so go and check out the essentially whole store by going to drmisacom shop supplements the link will be in the show notes for 295. thank you so much for listening today to the essentially you podcast this show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment and screenshot this episode, send it on to them, or share it on social. And if you decide to share it on social, which I would love to continue to spread the word about hormone literacy, definitely hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Now, in the upcoming episode, we are swinging into menopause with Marion Stewart. We're talking about managing menopause with diet and addressing nutrient deficiencies there because women are often on birth control into menopause, but also we know that we start to become more deficient as we get older. And what we're realizing is a lot of what's driving menopausal symptoms are due to the lack of nourishment that we're getting in our bodies. So I'm excited to have this conversation with Marian this next Tuesday, and until then, have an amazing weekend.